variety is the spice of life, then for some, a hot chibi dish is the ultimate way to add spice to life. But outside of the Mexican fiesta party happening inside your mouth and the waterworks from your sweat glands, could there be some benefits for your health? It's time to turn up the heat on chilies as I look at the science and health benefits linked to eating them. Chili peppers are perennial shrub varieties of the berry fruit of plants belonging to the genus Capsicum. You'll see the term chili, chili pepper and capsicum used interchangeably. Chilies are an excellent source of pro-vitamin A compounds which give them their wide variety of vivid colours. And you'll also find plenty of vitamin C in them too. They are used in culinary dishes all over the world to add spice and kick to food. The substance that gives chili peppers their spicy heat when eaten or applied topically is the compound capsaicin and several related chemicals, collectively called capsaicinoids. That capsaicin is not there for our culinary benefit. It's part of the plant's defense system against predators. And fun fact, there are even marine paints that have capsaicin added to them to deter marine life from adhering to the hull of ships. When we eat capsaicin, it binds to pain receptors in the mouth and throat. This evokes a pain sensation via neuronal connections to the brainstem and thalamus, where heat and discomfort are perceived The intensity of the heat of chili peppers is commonly reported in Scoville heat units. The intensity of chili peppers can range from almost undetectable for the humble capsicum, also called a bell pepper, to around 10,000 Scoville heat units for a jalapeno pepper, right up to the eye-watering and mouth-destroying heat of a habanero, which comes in at a Scoville heat unit in the six-figure range. But one of the highest ever pepper ratings recorded comes in at 2.2 million for the Carolina Reaper pepper. For context, pure capsaicin has a rating of 16 million. Don't try a spoonful of this at home, ever. You'll die. Now apart from the code red your mouth calls when you eat a hot pepper, that sweating you experience from eating a particularly spicy dish is your body reacting to the heat generating spices in much the same way it reacts from the excessive body heat of exercise. It's trying to cool itself off and maintain a safe internal body temperature. Now, fun fact, black pepper and ginger, while not usually the first ingredients that come to mind when you think of hot and spicy, can also generate comparable effects. And that bounce you get in heat production from a spicy dish does speed up your metabolism by a small amount. It does this from capsaicin stimulating several neural pathways that result in adrenaline, also known as epinephrine, being released from the adrenal glands. Now, a quick reading of popular health articles on the internet all make similar claims that chilies are great for weight loss because of this metabolism boost. But don't get too excited. Generally, studies have shown that on average, a meal containing a spicy dish can temporarily increase metabolism by about 8% over a person's normal rate an amount considered pretty negligible because this boost 
only lasts about 30 minutes after a meal. So the effect is pretty small. And if you're not a chili lover, then all that pain and suffering really is just not worth it. Fat oxidation appears to be increased following ingestion of capsaicin. But just because you can measure greater fat oxidation, get the idea out of your head that that means weight loss from more fat loss. All that is happening is that you're using slightly more fat than carbohydrate stores at that particular time. But the law of energy balance will still apply if you're not in a calorie deficit, as longer term, most energy needs will be met by your fat stores as a primary source of energy. But besides a slight uptick in metabolism, spicy foods may also increase feelings of satiety and fullness after a meal. There is a chemical receptor in our stomach called TRPV1, which combined to capsaicin, and which when activated, sends messages to the brain about how full the body is. In rodents, capsaicin appears to reduce food intake, and suppression of food intake and self-reported appetite has also been seen in humans with chili consumption, which appears to reduce food intake at a subsequent meal in the range of about 8%, primarily through a reduced fat intake. This suggests that weight loss from capsaicin, if it happens, is most likely from an appetite suppressant effect. And if you look at the wider research to do with capsaicin and human health, in particular metabolic syndrome and body weight, the results are not that impressive. A 2020 review of this topic that included 11 human trials only found an effect of capsaicin on LDL cholesterol and no significant benefit on blood pressure, triglycerides, HDL cholesterol or blood glucose. And as for body weight, it was a clinically insignificant amount of just 190 grams of additional weight loss from using capsaicin. So I'll link to this review in the show notes. But could that spicy kick also light a fire under your sports performance? There has been a small amount of animal and human research looking at capsaicin supplementation on exercise performance and endurance benefits. A 2021 review compiled this research together with 14 animal studies and 8 human studies. Nine of those 14 animal studies appeared to show a benefit, but for the human research, only three studies found a significant benefit in acute endurance benefits, and just two studies found a benefit in acute exercise performance. So I'll link to this review in the show notes. So maybe there is something going on here, likely by adrenal effects on adrenaline release, but the effects are by no means consistent. So let's wrap all this up. If you're looking for a different way to add flavor and spice to your food without turning to salt, then try using fresh or powdered chili pepper in your next recipe. One of the most common side effects of capsaicin is a burning effect throughout the digestive tract. So for those with acid reflux, heartburn or IBS, capsaicin containing foods or supplements may increase your symptoms. But over time, your gut can become desensitized to capsaicin's effects, reducing the uncomfortable feelings, allowing you 
to work your way up the Scoville heat unit ladder if you so desire. And if you can't stand the heat, pick a milder chili. So that's it for today's show. You can find the show notes either in the app you're listening to this podcast on if it supports it, or else head over to my webpage at thinkingnutrition.com.au and click on the podcast section to find this episode to read the show notes. If you find this podcast of value, then please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues, or maybe even leave a review. This all helps increase the ranking and reach of the podcast, which means a big win for credible, evidence-based nutrition messages while helping to dilute out the crazy and making the world a slightly less confusing place. I'm Tim Crow, and you've been listening to Thinking Nutrition.